You're listening to Sam and Phil's Podcast. Hey, what is up? Welcome to uh, this episode of the Sam and Phil Podcast. We have a special guest, Julian Duffy. We're talking cars today. And uh, tell, tell us about some of your cars. Oh, golly. So, um, I've got three good ones right now. An 82 Trans Am. An 82 Trans Am with the uh, uh, engine out of a 96 uh, Camaro SS. Six-speed manual. Um, 500-ish horsepower. And... Um, uh, pretty much anything that moves has been replaced on it. And then two vehicles right now I'm working on. Uh, one that'll Wait, be... Let's go back to So anything that moves has been replaced. So these are like kind of like project cars. Are there puzzles? Like what, how is it? This is like a release for you. Like what, why do you work on cars? Like I know I, I find myself working on my van a lot, but what, what is the attraction to working on cars for you? Well, you could say that they're cheaper than therapy, but uh, <laughs> I, love I, I think I think the thing is that probably once you realize how much car parts cost, it probably isn't cheaper than therapy. But um, <laughs> I like working on mechanical things because, generally speaking, um, my day to day and and uh, most of life can be really complicated. But a bolt usually uh, goes in one way and comes out the other. Unless it's rusted, in which case it might break. But other than that, <laughs> and I, I think that's good. the same attraction for our, our friends who are into into math. Like, there's no, it's black and white. Like, it either works or it doesn't in this equation. And uh, and we get we just find that release through uh, working on cars or building stuff. I guess too. You've done some home improvement projects, but uh, your cars. Let's let's continue with that. So you. <laughs> What are what are your cars? What's your favorite car? Oh well, the favorite one is still the Trans Am. So <laughs> that was my dad bought it when I was ten, and um, Night Rider had just come out, and it looks like Night Rider. So for a good like three four months, I was the coolest kid in the neighborhood because my dad had Night Rider. Um, Kit. And then, of course, you know, you go so many years down the road and you realize the thing is actually kind of a piece of junk. Oh, really? Um, built, you know, what they say is built on a Thursday when, you know, people aren't uh, uh, too happy about the, the week weekday and their hangovers worn off or whatever. And um, so it wasn't built very well, but that's why when time came, I, I just decided to take any of the mechanical skill I'd got through the Navy and just put it together. So... That's where changing out the engine and the transmission, the driveline, the rear end, the brakes, uh, everything, suspension. Um, it, it just became kind of a, a cool way. And, and when I built it, I actually was changing careers. I got out of the Navy and I was actually studying at that point to be a teacher. So um, it just gave me a way to not think too much about, you know, um, just the day-to-day grind, I, I think. Um and you went through a transitional period where it's never been easier, I would say, because of like the internet and YouTube and Google. But when you started, it was like, was is it Chilton? What were those books? And like, where were you getting the knowledge to fix this car, or was it you were just born with the the ability? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was Chilton. Um, Chilton. Yeah. yeah, and then there's this big manual. It's like 600 pages. It was the the Firebird service manual. I still have it. It's this big, uh-huh. big silver book, and uh, and then also the idea of you just took it apart and prayed that 
you know, you might be able to put it back together when you're done. So, <laughs> so you'd always have a few leftover bolts here or there, and you'd realize, well, if it hasn't fallen apart by now, maybe it didn't need them to begin with. Or waiting in line at O'Reilly's or, or AutoZone and just chatting it up with people. Like, oh, this is what's going on. Like, there was a real interaction, social interaction previously to the and i think you yeah. still get that though you know but now you i don't know but i, I i'm waiting on the part yeah. like you, it, they deliver it right to your house you go on google and you're like oh i need that and so they, they still had o'reilly and advance and autozone and all those things but and the computerized system was there it was just slower but the mm. problem i had with the trans am is that it was a 1982 trans am with uh 1993 corvette pieces in it and 1996 Camaro pieces in it, and 1987 uh, Trans Am like... pieces in it. So I always had to lie about what sort of car I was working on. Otherwise, they kept telling me I had the wrong part. Oh, it sounds like Johnny Cash's car. It was. It is Johnny <laughs> Cash's car, except it looks cooler, and it has uh, both headlights flip up instead of just one. <laughs> I love it. Uh, if you could have any car, do you have that car? Is it is it the Firebird or the Trans Am? <laughs> You can't confuse the two. Oh, yeah. Same thing. So, Same yeah. thing. Okay. Is that your dream car, or is there a car out there that you would... Oh, well, I mean, if you're going to have a true dream car, it would... It, you know, I, I I just like kind of fast cars, so it'd be, it'd be really nice to have a Porsche one of these days, or even buy a really old, miserable Porsche that no one likes and do something crazy to it, but... Uh, but I, you know, once again, those cost too much money. So I'll settle for just making cars that nobody really thinks are cool into something cooler. That's exactly me. I would my dream car, seventy-two Buicla Sabre, because you could you climb. That was a boat, and it had a huge engine. You climb in there and uh, and work on it and do your your regular maintenance and modifications and and whatnot. Uh, what was your car in high school? Was it? Oh, I so well, my my I actually had a nineteen eighty one Chevy Stepside in in, oh. in high school, so it was actually fairly cool. Yeah. Although my my dad thought it was really cool to put on a a top on the back of it, so Stepsides look weird with a top anyway. And this one actually had like metal siding on it, so it looked very much like you were driving a miniature version of a trailer. Like, I don't even know what to call it. It looked like, like you were driving shed? vinyl siding in a shed. <laughs> looked like a shed attached to the back of the truck. And so <laughs> I took awesome. it off as soon as I could when I was in college. But, uh, yeah, so I, I drove around that with that. And then when I was in school, um, I, we were heading out. Some of my buddies and I'd, I'd left the uh, back unlocked. And uh, a couple of uh, girls had decided that that was a great place to smoke cigarettes. So they were hiding out in the back of my truck oh. smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I know you need to uh, get to an appointment, um, but any final thoughts on cars and, uh, and the therapeutic value of working on these cars? Just don't be afraid. I think that's the thing, like teaching my kids how to work on cars. A lot of it comes down to just, well, I, I can't do it. Well, anybody can do it. It just requires, I think the first step, being a little brave, like, wow, you know, but, but also it's almost like we mentioned with math. The numbers don't lie. Generally speaking, neither do the bolts. Um, if you can get a wrench on a bolt and you can turn it, it'll come apart. So a lot of um, a lot of basic maintenance. I think we're just afraid of of doing some of those things and just being a little brave and turning the first bolt. It, it actually makes a world of difference. And I know my kiddos. 
when they started working on their own cars, they realized, wow, I'm in college and I don't have to spend $700. I can do it myself for 50 bucks. Realize, and extend the life of that car. Yeah, they, they realized really quickly, like, hey, maybe dad, you know, was teaching us something after all. So believe it or not, I did have one of my kids, my oldest, say, hey, uh, uh, thanks for teaching me not to be useless as far as working on cars, because now he's, he's realizing it saves him money. Good stuff there. Well, thanks for joining us on the Sam and Phil podcast. We'll see you on the next episode of the Sam and Phil podcast.